Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet again a schedule on schedule episode of TGIF 13. This is episode number 46. I'm I'm here. My my name's Christian. I'm here with my name's Vince. <laughs> so formal tonight. <laughs> and we've got another special guest. It seems to be our our gimmick this year, isn't it, Vince? I only say his name in short form because he likes it's like shrouded in mystery. I love this. It's Justin D. Justin D, how are you? What up? <laughs> there he is. He's coming in. He sounds like he's he's speaking through uh like Vince's tube sock or something like that. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering what the what does the D stand for? I'm really intrigued now. <laughs> Is it a big D or is it a small D? <laughs> Maybe a middle? I don't know. Hey, that's an, get him out of here, man. Yeah, yeah, there he, he's right into it. Two seconds <laughs> This in. is our show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Justin's kicking Vince off his own show. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> what, okay, well, I guess uh, I don't want to spill the beans. Why don't we let, why, let's let the guests do the honors because what I've noticed is the last couple of episodes, I talk, like Vince has always said this, but I noticed it more so in the last two episodes. I can't shut up. Oh, what'd you say? <laughs> oh yeah. I want to choke. I want to choke the American out of you. Uh, do you want to tell the audience, Justin, what movie yeah. we're doing tonight? Oh uh, yeah, we're doing April Fool's Day, nineteen eighty-six, directed by Fred Walton. Awesome, Fred Walton. So mm-hmm. I think what we'll do, you know what? We want to be sunk up again. We're in a virtual world. Vince and I are still not live. Vince is a township over. Justin's about eight hours, eight and a half hours away, uh, and and we're virtual. But so we've got to link this up so that we're kind of in sync here. So, gentlemen, five, four, three, two, one. A hometown film production. Perfect. Okay. It only <laughs> matters if Vincent Iron sync, Justin. Part just... of your show where we read the credits. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got this. Is this is old school, you know, tech stuff. So well, this is my girl. Speaking of old school, this was kind of unique at the time, right? Found footage-esque, like video camera opening at the very beginning of a movie. I don't, as at this point, was there anything that really did this yet? And I'm not talking about shot, that, shot on video. I'm talking about right. a theater, theatrical film. I do like this opening, though. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's kind of creepy because you don't know what we're watching. Is it going to be like a snuff film or what are we getting ourselves into here? Uh, it's just a really cool way to introduce... Well, a couple of the characters at the very least. Very intriguing. What I definitely wanted to get into tonight is, well, Vince, I don't know if you did any research. <laughs> There's an extreme close-up on, on our bush. <laughs> yeah, no, Jean, I, I saw Jean. it. <laughs> oh, and then Final Girl yeah. Extraordinaire, Swish Panda Ginny. Or in this case, Kit. Yes, right. And then uh, a young Biff from yeah. Back to the Future. There's Arch, and then we have Skip on the right. Well, it's, it's great because all of these guys... They're they're kind of they're kind of assholes, but they're kind of likable assholes. They they're still not really want. They just they're not fucking with anybody. Well, and now sort of. now the screen opened up to the full yeah. ratio. That's right. Well, and it, and then you get that really creepy ma- mannequin dragon, uh, and mm-hmm. then you don't know what's going on here because Muffy or Buffy or whatever the fuck, she's going around. It's funny that I said that. Because I am going to read reviews from different film critics over the years. Some mm-hmm. of them horror film critics, some of them not so much, but they're all from like books based on the genre. Fun, funny enough, no one really seemed to like this movie. The general really? consensus at the time was that it was not successful, and and it seems like it developed a, a cult following. I don't know what you guys yeah, think. I agree with that because I remember very very mixed reviews when it came out. 
I did read that it was it's a black comedy. It's sort of a, a who done it, but in the vein of kind of a slasher film, but not really. It's like the a slasher film for people who don't like slasher films. Mm-hmm. And so, it, but it was marketed by Paramount as being like the next sort of franchise well, or the next holiday murder kind of thing. You got Frank Mancuso Jr. Yeah, you've yeah. got you've got um, uh, Amy Steele, of course, who was in a Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, now the music seems kind of. I always said it kind of reminded me. I, I think of just before dawn, a little bit with that little whistle. I don't think it's exactly the same, but that's what, what it sounds like a bird going across a, a lake or something. It's a creepy score. You got this opening, yeah. but and again, so here here's the first review I'm going to read. I think it's kind of funny. It was from. It's from the Gore Score, which was a book by uh, Chaz Ballin. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he had a lot of, he was actually great. Uh, I, I read a lot of him. He used to contribute to like Fangorian Gore Zone back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, and I think he passed away in like 2007 range, I believe. Uh, so RIP. But I always dug his reviews. He hated this film. So he would really? give a, a f- out of forced galls, and then he would yeah. give a blood, a score, a blood score rating as well. And so he gave it one and a half skulls out of four and a zero blood score rating. And he said, uh, uh, high gloss mainstream effort masquerades as a slasher film only to expose all the killings as capricious pranks committed by Muffy or Buffy or whatever the fuck her name, <laughs> her, her, whatever the fuck's her name makes you grateful for Jason really does honest. <laughs> that was his review. <laughs> I get how some people don't like this, but I love what well, love is a strong word. I like these characters. I like how the actors play off of one another. Maybe it's not a great whodunit. Fine. But I like the setting of it. I like the atmosphere. Well, oh, yeah. that you, I think there's yeah. a lot of potential that they do waste, though, but I do like yeah. a. Okay, so Fred Walton arguably has created one of the most successful openings to a horror film other than we 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 were coming all over scream whether it be on this show whether it be on uh exploding heads no pun intended but when a stranger calls in the 1979 when a stranger calls that opening i still love that opening to this day mm-hmm. yeah it's still great a, great a, a fantastically constructed why have you not checked the children like it it's so <laughs> creepy and the calls coming from inside the house yes you may have seen it in black christmas before that but probably not because black christmas wasn't as well known back then and that came to cult falling over the years that that thing about black christmas that happens at the end this is in the opening 20 minutes or so yeah the fact that he actually killed the children in the opening yeah yeah that's pretty messed up yeah that doesn't happen often no <laughs> So you get, you we're getting to know the characters now. So of course we were talking about the video uh, taped introduction. So you've got a guy running around with the camera, which is really funny because yeah. this guy's camera is small, and yet we had Jason uh-huh. uh, takes Manhattan like what two three years later, and the fucking guy's camera looks like it's a production camera, like it's going to break his shoulder. The footage they used uh, uh, that Clayton Runner shot, you know, of uh, Nikki in the beginning and whatever they used that that was the actual footage he shot. So he's actually running the camera in those shots. Ooh, did he get a co-directing credit? <laughs> no. Let <laughs> me interrupt, Vince. Go ahead. You no, know, it's okay. I was just going to say, and now we're looking at, this is actually uh, Vancouver, or sorry, British Columbia in Canada. They're on their way to Victoria Island, or Vancouver Island, and where Victoria is. And so that's kind of like, 
they picked this spot. I know I totally fucked up my geography there, didn't I? That's but fun. anyway, because usually they, they film these things in like, you know, on the East Coast, but or even the West Coast in the States. But they obviously found the best spot here, which is really ironic because usually it's raining all the time. Yeah, but it's nice yeah. and sunny. Nice and sunny in Vancouver, something you don't normally see. So <laughs> these kids are definitely more on the still on the likable side as opposed to like what we were getting in in a lot of slasher films where you're just like, well, yeah, these characters, you just want them to die. I mean, they bo- they're borderline. Like they're somewhat likable. They're a little bit yuppie-ish or, or snobby. So yeah, you're still not sure about all of them, but you're willing to go around for the ride. Uh, what I find interesting... <laughs> I do love the location, as as Justin, you meant, and there is good atmosphere, and there's a good soundtrack. So it does have all the necessary ingredients. The gore is wedged in, and and uh, again, I think Justin and I, you and I were, were, I think we were talking about this, but ultimately, this whole opening here and what happens is really just for us, the viewer, because it's staged in such a way that that could never have been planned properly. These guys yeah. playing with the knife and then yeah. turning it into a stabbing or a pretend stabbing. And one of them falls into the water, prompting a bunch of them. They heroically try to go in to save them. And then it all gets revealed as a prank. Yet the guy that's in the water trying to, what is it? Moor the boat? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Well, he wouldn't, been, he wouldn't have been in the water if it wasn't for that prank that he had no clue was going to be committed or, or done. <laughs> and then that's where he gets smushed by the boat and his face is all exposed and it's gross. And it's actually a really horrific looking effect. It's revealed that he's in on it because he was a special effects guy. So he'd have to get that stuff on really quick. Yeah. And Muffy's uncle is the sheriff, I guess. It turns out he's a sheriff. And that's why he comes really quickly. Yeah, it's yeah. You got to give a little leeway, I guess. But but I didn't really notice that until, you know, I I read that somewhere. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> but even if he's in on it, I don't know if he if they knew like Muffy or again, is it Muffy or Buffy? It's Muffy, right? It's Buffy, and then she changed it to Buffy. Then she changed. That's why that's it's a confusion. So <laughs> she, it's not like she knew they were going to have a knife fight. So whether they were in on it or not. He, of course, the guy that put the effect on his face is in on it, but they still had no clue that these guys are going to uh, have this knife uh, prank. But you're right. You have to suspend disbelief because at this point in the movie, we don't know that. It's just upon rewatches that you're like, well, wait, that that doesn't really make a lick of sense. So I get it. It's movie logic. Yeah, it's because her whole point is to get these people as guinea pigs, you know, kind of to, well, exactly to try out her... uh, her house as a you know murder weekend so what if that didn't work i mean what was her plan b <laughs> <laughs> because obviously an airbnb because <laughs> you can see her in the beginning she's setting up stuff with like with the window and things like that her when idea. you first saw this uh, did you guys feel it was obvious all along that it was muffy buffy or do you feel like it she was a red herring because i always felt it was pretty obvious she was crazy because that was the act she was putting on. Well, I, I never thought there was another killer there. I thought she did go a little... I thought she went a little crazy, but I didn't know what to expect because they were, they had set it up as a whodunit with everybody's reaction. So I'm like, it can't just be that straightforward. I definitely was uh, bamboozled with the whole April Fool's they ended. Yeah, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I don't think I knew the twist before I saw it, but it's, it's the- kind of one of those films where... You know, everyone's dying and there's two people left. There's a killer 
I don't, and the time's running out on the, the movie times going down. So I guess I didn't expect a twist. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have been, I'm trying to think now when I thought way back when, I don't think I would have been figuring out that it was, uh, everyone was still alive kind of twist. Right. But I did, I did think that uh, she was the killer and they never really show death scenes at all. They would just cut right before and then you just see the body afterwards. Like all the gore uh, happens here in the, in the, in the pranks, like that bloody knife yeah. that we've gets, like I said, already gets revealed as a, as a, a prank. Uh, we didn't mention that uh, the sleeper from, uh, from uh, summer schools in this. That's all I know him as. I know he's been in other <laughs> things, but he's the guy that's always oh, sleeping because he strips at night. Yeah, his name's Ken Oland. I, I'm telling you, Vince. I I prepped Vince for you, Justin. I said you're like an I'm encyclopedia. I'm and prepped. Well, I, I didn't prep Vince in that way. I prepped him from saying you've got encyclopedic knowledge of film, and yes, not just this film, not just horror, of film. It's impressive to say the least. Vince, look at so he just screamed and disappeared under the boat. Let's count yeah. five, four. Three, two, five, one. <laughs> it's literally five seconds. He's got a full appliance on his face. Now, of course, we 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 suspect that he got smushed by the boat, but we realize at the end of the movie it's a prank. So obviously, the sheriff, the sheriff is the uncle. Is that what you said? Yeah. Because he's just waiting yeah. there for this yeah. prank to happen, so he can zoom him off. But he gets that makeup on. In record time. I thought he came out further, further than that. I mean, he was right there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's using Flex Seal on his face, and that way he just slap it on. Gorilla glue? Gorilla glue. He's never going to get that off. So now they're on the island. Muffy again comes down uh, with slightly, like, I mean, I, I guess she's normal at this point because she does wake up crazy. It's like she's, yeah, she's normal, normal the first day, yeah. Yeah, and then she wakes up, and then she's playing crazy. Women, uh, am I right? <laughs> Women, right? uh, preach into the choir. <laughs> that, that, you were, how would you know? I grew up around women. Please, yeah. why do you think I turned to men? Yeah, yeah. Two sisters. <laughs> Here's another review. This one from a Canadian reviewer, and this is from oh, a God. book that's been very well loved. Uh, it's a pretty much fallen apart in my hands. Called Video Trash and Treasures. God damn, did I love this uh... book? He, he released two two books. L.A. Morse. During spring break, three virtually identical blondes and five barely distinguishable collegiate bozos. <laughs> They're not identical. There's two blondes. <laughs> Go out to an isolated island retreat owned oh. by their friend Muffy. Soon, strangeness begins. Muffy's, Muffy's behavior turns weird. Dark secrets are revealed. And one by one, the guests disappear. No skin and no gore. But the production values are quite good. The, char the characters are slightly more appealing than the usual hopelessness hopelessly brain dead and the script if not a real grabber does manage to generate some curiosity about what is going on as to what that is the title here is more relevant than most <laughs> depending on your point of view this is either a refreshing non-violent variation on a well-worn formula or a total cheat i don't mind being cheated cleverly but this effort isn't clever enough and falls kind of flat so he seems to be in the middle Oh, Vince's favorite shot. There's a little yeah, hot dog being beans. squeezed out. I was going to mention, remember, in the last scene, this girl had like a doily on her. Did she do that on purpose? Who, Nikki? Deborah Goodman? Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I'm not looking at her clothes. <laughs> like a doily? It was pretty obvious. <laughs> oh, the house that they filmed in here, it's uh, Dunmora Estate. I looked that up. 
And you're right, it's in Victoria, British Columbia. Wow, so they filmed on location there, Vince. Because Vince yeah. always asks, yeah. he throws me for a loop, he's like, is this a set or a location? Like, Vince, how the fuck do I know? Like, I, I was on well, the production should. team or something like that. This was rated R. Yeah. This, it wouldn't be rated R nowadays, but this movie, April Fool's Day, was rated R. It seems weird oh, to yeah. me. Maybe the intensity, that's intensity or some bullshit like that. I well, think, this yeah. has an alternate ending too, right? That they got rid of to keep yeah. the rating, I thought. Uh, it, they didn't say uh, it wasn't for at least the, what I found it wasn't maybe it was for ratings but they shot all of it and the producers wanted more of an upbeat ending so that's what they went with the ending we have now but I looked up what the deleted one was did you guys find no. out what you, is it okay. available no no but it is in a novelization and that's pretty close to what it was shot mm-hmm. from the original script Every, it was all like after the party scene the, the original ending had Muffy stay in the house and then some of the other characters come back in to you know trick her then skip comes out and he's gone completely crazy and he tries to kill muffy for real so rob jumps in saves muffy then kills skip so it oh. becomes a real killer trying to kill muffy that's crazy i mean <laughs> I, I i would have liked that i mean this ending is kind of weird i don't get it so is her friend an actress too because her friend acts depressed was she in on it or did she really have an abortion because they yeah, played like yeah. she really had an abortion but then at the it's end really she's all jokey jokey again yeah yeah i i hate that whole abortion thing i i get why she was trying to put uh plants little scare things like you could have the baby noise in there fine but then to have like another sub thing like it doesn't go anywhere it doesn't like, it go anywhere it, and it seems very mean it makes it darker than it needs to be get, i mean get that out of there because mm-hmm. the car crash thing at that implies that Hal, well, I had a car crash or something, but that's not his specific car crash. Does that imply like uh, Arch does, you know, heroin or something? Because he finds a spoon and a needle or something in his well, yeah. uh, medicine cabinet. Good or point. Nikki finds- I never even thought of it. <laughs> I get why the clues are there, but they're too specific, you know, if that's yeah. what. It's almost like the equivalent of like when, you, when you're talking about like it making it darker than it is. It's always my argument with making Debbie pregnant in part three of Friday the 13th. Like, I'm sorry. I, I will wait. We're called Thank God it's Friday the 13th. So I will always relate it back to Friday the 13th. It's just hey, so mean spirited. Well, it, he didn't reach in there and pull the baby out. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay, Justin. I get it. I don't know. Vince, maybe I read into it. Vince, are you on my side on that one? Or do you think it adds another layer? It gives yeah. the motivation to why you think she actually kills her at the end, but it's another prank. And she never really, in all of the revelation, she doesn't sort of act as goofy as everybody else does. She always kind of seems reserved. Yeah, Maybe that's the only about reason. it. Right after she hears the the doll crying or the recording. So that's what happens, yeah. right? Because she's pretty open here. She doesn't really know yeah. anybody else here. She's doing a toast. They're all kind of making fun of her, but she's still there. I think she does get a little annoyed though. Where when Muffy takes over, like when you see, because she's starting, she's trying to be nice. I think she's going on a little too long-winded, so people are like looking at her like, is this bitch ever going to shut up? And then I think Muffy takes over and finishes the toast, and then she looks a little annoyed. Yeah. See? Like, she's already like, yeah. what the hell? And she's an interesting tooth-to-gum ratio there. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Have we already seen the scene where uh, the sheriff calls from the hospital? No. Uh, I think that's no. the next day. Okay, which is also, I, I, it's a kind of a plot hole. Yeah. That if it's a if it was a big prank, did the sheriff not know? Why would he be calling from a hospital? Yeah. Like, well, again, they really want to sell the story. 
we essentially are the guests going to this murder mystery weekend. Everything that's presented, we're we're in. Oh, we're, it's again, we're we're being tr- pranked as well. Like they, at the end of the day, you either buy it or you don't. You know what's interesting? <laughs> we get shots of each of these rooms, but we never get like a scale of how big this place actually is. The camera work doesn't really open it up. There's no sweeping shots. There's no overlooking shot of the the whole uh, living room or anything like that. So I'm wondering if they actually did shoot on sets, although there are obvious shots where they did shoot in the that house. I got to call Vince too now with all this. Well, you could be right. <laughs> you could be right. And if this was shot nowadays, you'd have 15 crane shots uh, coming up to the establishing the house because, or not crane, cr- um, uh, drone shots. Now everything, every movie now has to have a thousand drone shots because they're inexpensive to do. That's why even low budget movies now uh, they've they've destroyed like a drone shot, which could have been so cool and helped, is now being so overused in low budget filmmaking. It's unbelievable. It's true. Everything you see, even fan films, it's all the drone shot. Well, that's it because they can get these beautiful shots that you'd normally not be able to achieve at all, even with it without a crane or if you needed a crane a crane super expensive so i do love how uh biff has absolutely no game here whatsoever you see colors down that's why yeah yeah once the shirt colors up then game's on there's a lot of male cuddling going on maybe biff secretly gay well they do this is this was a a a definitely an 80s thing vince and like obviously they're joking and they're not they're more cordial about it but is do you think that this is like uh homophobic or no it's just playful and and fun it's pretty tame for if it's homophobic it's pretty tame for that but i've yeah i've seen a lot worse of course of course i mean i mean they're they're being playful i think like this would be like a joke that we'd crack or or whatever if you come in and you find out that there's two little twin beds in a in a room you'd be like okay well i guess you're on top (laughs) (laughs) we used to cuddle didn't we no we never did (laughs) We tortured cats is what we did. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is about the car accident, Justin? Is this the one? Because he's so f- yeah. skittish here. Yeah. Yeah. So was he like in a and drunk driver or lot- something? <laughs> he didn't say. He just said he got in a car accident. But the on the article, it just died in fiery accident, you know. Yeah. And then Bugs Bunny snuck in there yeah. and gave him a cigar. That's right out of a Looney Tune. So right now, with all the pranks, oh yeah, there you go. There's the heroin stuff. I think I don't think it's supposed to be that he's a heroin addict, but I no. think it's to be like, or that he had a problem, but that no. like Buffy had a problem or something like that. No, no, no. Well, oh yeah, it's just for them. But it's I'm I'm, I'm thinking about ahead if when she's opening up this place, these would be clues. You know, it'd be other things. That that is a weird thing because even if she's the, her end game is a bed and breakfast, how the hell well, like she's gonna have to do her her Saw-esque research on each and every guest that comes and books into this thing. If she's planning on doing... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be oh, a yeah. lot of labor. Don't go into the business. The two, business two model does not three, work. Two out of the three or four were pretty accurate, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what is she charging for people to stay there? Like, she's going to have to hire private detectives <laughs> getting all this information. I think you're supposed, it's going to be a, right out in the open, a murder weekend. But these pe- poor bastards had no idea. Yeah. What a right. friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's the, the baby scene. Yeah. That's fucked up. See, it'd be scary, but it's the, have you had an abortion? Check yes or no. 
<laughs> exactly on, on the on the uh, registry. That would be an extensive registration. <laughs> so I'm not going to read this review because it's more. This one's more. Um, it's definitely much longer, which which is great if you like to read longer reviews. But this is from the the Mammoth Book of Slasher Movies by Peter Normanton. It came out as Jason on the cover from uh, the Friday the Thirteenth uh, reboot. He didn't give it a very good. So he rates out of five blood splatters. It looks like, and he only gave this uh, one one blood splatter. Yet the review doesn't read that negative, to be honest. Uh, but yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm not going to go through that. I'm going to just highlight that he has the budget budget quoted at five million dollars, which That's seems correct. reasonable, and that the receipts. Now I don't know if this is worldwide or just uh, domestic. At twelve million nine hundred forty seven thousand seven hundred sixty three dollars. That's right. That's how much it made when it came out. So, so that's a it hit. Was a, that's a hit. So I'm surprised they didn't come up with a follow up of some sort or, or or whatever. Like I mean, again, what can you do? The you've pranked them once, but maybe the, the the team gets together again on something else. But it doesn't seem like they did follow this up with anything. I no. looked trivia. They they tried to make a fan film. It sounded like a fan film with Clayton Rohner and Deborah Goodrich, you know, Chaz and Nikki or whatever, but. God, this guy's briefs are huge. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't, you don't, like, underwear doesn't look like that. Well, you can still buy briefs, but usually they're not that bulky anymore. You got to remember true. Justin, uh, Vince wears leopards or like, like very like G-stringy type. Why are you telling me this? <laughs> yeah. Why are you telling me this, Christian? I didn't know I did that. I like to paint a picture for everybody. Uh, what I like is this review talks about Agatha Christie's 10 Little Indians. Yeah. And, and yes. then there were none, which, of course, this t- takes a huge page out of. Massive. And, and and that's, again, I mean, I don't think it's hiding that. I, I think it no. knows that. I mean, every slasher film, uh, to a certain degree, it, it is ripping a page from that. And like a, a Jalo with the spiral staircase. See that movie and look at a Jalo film. Pretty cool. So Biff is trying to score with anything that moves, it seems. And he's trying his luck with Buffy. Like, these friends are very close. Buffy doesn't seem to have want anything to do with this it. This is Muffy, yeah. Oh, Muffy. <laughs> I, I forget. Muff dive. Yeah. Is this where he walks into the room and does that? Probably the funniest part of the movie where he listens in on a room and then he oh, puts his collar up again. Yeah. And he preps to go in and his two friends are fucking. Well, this is not it yet. But there's more pranks. So doors are locked. Been- a broom handle should have hit his head. Well, they've out. already had yeah, the that door knob kind of yeah, We don't right. know what was in the closet. Yeah. It been, that looks like a broom closet. Here it is. Here it is. It's like a risky business. And then he walks <laughs> Her in. leg. And these guys are wet, wetzled, pretzled fucking. And he just walks right out. <laughs> the same way he came in. Visually hilarious. Yeah. And it cuts to him getting a, a jerk-off mag out. <laughs> and he's going to get down to business. Like, anybody could walk in. And then the trick chair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Arch, will you never win? How can that possibly be? Kind of fucking. Yeah, I know. His leg is even forward too. I don't know if you saw that. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. I would be. I, I'd have like a Charlie horse. I'd be like, we're putting fucking on hiatus here. I got to work out this Charlie horse. <laughs> this is like the first kill, quote unquote. Right? He finds weed. So is this real that weed or is this fake weed? It doesn't look like weed at all. I don't know. It looks like mint. How do I know? <laughs> it does look like mint. That's a good call. Looks like catnip. It's like spices. Cats on- It'll yeah. do in like a pinch. Island in Japan where it's nothing but cats. Imagine crash landing on that island. That'd be hell. 
<laughs> Hopefully, you crash with the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Good music. Again, uh, I know we established that at the beginning, but Charles, this is where Charles Bernstein. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. What else? What else did he do? Cujo. Cujo. Entity. Mm-hmm. And he did uh, one of my favorite Burt Reynolds movies, White Lightning. I don't know the soundtrack to that. The Entity, I remember, if isn't that a little a psycho-esque? Yeah. The, 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 yeah, with guitars or something. It's very weird. I knew this chick. She was really into that movie. It was very odd. <laughs> if a cat jumped on my face like that, I would have stabbed it. <laughs> just out of nowhere. At this point, like, I mean... They should have really spoofed that up. It should have just been a tiger that jumps out at him. <laughs> he gets grabbed from behind, and that's all we see. Really, the kills are are goreless. Yeah. No one complains about that though when they talk about this movie. This movie Which is, is funny. definitely this movie is definitely uh, looked upon in a higher regard, uh, definitely within the horror community nowadays. Of course, there's going to be naysayers. There are going to be people that hate it. But for the most part, uh, it seems that people really dig it now. But it's fairly tame. There's my screensaver right there. (laughs) Her, like, tits that are taped to her shirt. Yeah, you know, (laughs) that was definitely, like, glued to her chest. Uh, Why is she so, she was so exhibitous, like, at the beginning, and all of a sudden she's. Not all whores, you know. Oh, no, but the, oh, here, now, now buff. Now, Now she's buffy, right? Because she's gone totally batshit crazy. (laughs) She's making eggs, waiting for somebody to come in. Like, she must have been waiting there for like 30 minutes for somebody to come in so she could (laughs) get her crazy on. She's ruining the eggs. Get back down there. Make the eggs. Uh, They should have cut to the garbage and had like, showed like all the eggs that she had to go through. All the broken shells. (laughs) So now these guys are trying to be nice to this girl. Is this girl still messed up because of the baby cry? Again, like, she doesn't want to have fun. She's very. Uh, socially awkward now and uh, isolated, but and these guys are playing some sort of variation or version of soccer. I don't know quite what it well, is, she but thinks, she she thinks Muffy put that in there to tease her. Well, now you're getting a little bit of uh, the geography of the of the land of the house. Yeah, we're we're seeing that this is on a really on beautiful piece of property. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now now she's going. To, she's trying to the same girl. What is her name, Justin? I forgot I her name. Sure. <laughs> the girl, oh, Nan is the character. It's Lisa. Pinsent. Pen, okay. Pinsent. Pine well, she's looking for Buffy. She saw her go Pine out. Pinsent. Yeah. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Just is all like muffly for me. I can't hardly hear you. Yeah. Lisa Pinsent. There you there. go. Do whatever. Stay there. Whatever you're doing. <laughs> I, I bought myself the Friday the 13th uh, Part 2 Steelbook, which really. Oh, you... <laughs> I, I bit the bullet, which I've told you. I didn't even open it yet because I've seen it opened. And it's yeah. literally everything that was packaged in Friday the 13th Part 2, the regular Blu-ray, uh, not even the Scream Factory version, just the regular one. And it's just in the Steelbook uh, format, which I knew. I knew that's going in, but I have to be a completist. Oh, so it's the Blu-ray, the old Blu-ray transfer that's on the old Paramount discs? Yeah, it, the only major difference here is it includes the digital copy. That's wow. it. Wow. And you get a metal tin can around it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth a lot. <laughs> it was it was okay. pretty cheap, though, on, on Amazon, to be honest. Yeah. This, the, I wish they put out those goddamn 4Ks. Jeez. This Pardon scene me. that they're building up right now with between uh, Ginny, or sorry, <laughs> Tina? Kit, a cat. Cat. cat and Mouse. What's his name? Cat and Mouse. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, it, my lord. <clears throat> 
This one is a hard one. It, again, if it was like supposed to be a prank to pull off, yeah. they'd have to notice him floating underneath the crack of the board oh, at, it's, the, at the right time. It's impossible. Like, again, they have no clue that those two are going to go off and start making and out then, in the boathouse. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It, you just have to go with it yeah. at this point. Yeah. I mean, these are. It's no under a board, though. Yeah. So. Wait, so he's just floating around the whole resort? It's no different than a found footage film. <laughs> Sometimes I can't let it go, especially if they try to set it up that it's supposed to be just, oh, I'm going to keep the camera running constantly. That sometimes irks me. Or in one that I just watched this past week, it was recommended to me, but they were saying they're making it look like film. And they successfully made it look like film. Successfully. I mean, I knew it was a, uh, a filter, but I mean, it worked. The downfall is, in the movie, they're talking about filming on video. So I'm like, oh. you spent the whole time trying to make it look like film, <laughs> yet you're saying it's shot on video. You sons of bitches. So then that takes me out, too. That was cold ground. But I, I just got annoyed because I'm like, why go through all the hassle then? You could have saved yourself the time filtering it to make it look like film and just went with the video. What is Muffy looking for? Easter with eggs? It, is it eggs? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's going to run with oh, a little basket. Like You ruined the eggs already. Yeah. Eggs, it's for tomorrow. Eggs for every meal. She oh, hurts. God. She, she burns the eggs. God, I hate her. These guys really don't seem that worried about their friend. Like, they find a, a broken knife. I guess they, they figure, figure something's wrong, that something must be that's weird. Skip's knife. They found Skip's broken knife with the blood on it. But still, they're not looking. Oh, so now they're going around looking for him, right? Yeah. Okay. So they do care. I take it all back. Oh, these eggs are perfect. Oh, uh, well, no, they're mushrooms. I guess she's making an omelet. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Nan's like confronting who who she thinks is Muffy, but it's really Buffy. And is she pretending that she has a twin sister, or is she pretending that she's a multi-personality, a multiple personality? Sister. Twin sister, because she leaves the uh, photograph in her dad's... Oh, yes, yes, yes. He yeah. leaves... Uh, psychological papers but wasn't it the picture of is it the picture i mean i know she has a brother and that's the reveal the guy that just disappeared is actually her brother but isn't the picture is it of two girls or is it of a boy and a girl i think it's skipping her when they're little exactly so that's what i'm not understanding what is she trying to pull here like are you talking like uh yeah yeah, maybe they're pulling the old sleepaway camp gang yeah okay well he gets put on the one of those traps that uh jason likes to use in uh friday 13th Mm -hmm. part two Biff, I, I forgot about the snake. Do you think it's the guy that was dead and he has that stuff on his face? You, you're thinking that the guy you saw because he does go, <gasps> doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, it's, do you think it's the guy that died on the docks? It's one of them. Do you think he's wearing makeup though? Because what would freak him out like that? I'd if figure. We think it's gross face because he wears it throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah, it must be for sure. But the snake wasn't supposed to be there. I think they say they weren't expecting that. That was a surprise, okay. right? I think Buffy wrote, yes. says that at the end. She's okay. like, who, who, we didn't know about the snake or, cause it all looks, and she kind of laughs it off. Yeah. She laughs it off. But it also, I don't know if you guys realize, like I, I, we're not going to rewind, but that set, when he's stepping on it, it looks like he's stepping on like artificial, like almost like cardboard or artificial turf. Yeah. It looks like a, a wood pallet or a wood yeah. board. Now, yeah. I don't know if that was supposed board. to be a setup in the movie or if it was like very Ed Woody in the sense of like, they didn't realize how fake this looked and they just kept it in the film. Well, it looked like an effects setup. I, I've always wondered that. I was like, okay, that looks really fake and odd here. I'll do another review guys. Convinced you can hear us now. Yep. Perfect. So this is uh, from Creature Features. 
the author is John Stanley, and he was he was oh, yeah. uh, coined the Leonard Moulton of horror by Fangoria. This look, this actually looks like you know those Leonard Moulton books that you used to get. I don't know if you guys did, but I used to always oh, grab yeah. one every two yeah. two years because you never wanted to get it every year, so you wanted yeah. a, a, a bunch more. And I'd always laugh at what he would give Friday the Thirteenth films every year that they. Uh, he just hated Friday the Thirteenth films, it seemed. But ultimately, this looks like a Leonard Moulton book, but it's just horror films. And I so had, you have I this one? one? No, no, I had one of the John Stanley ones that had photographs in it, though. It, it was probably about three hundred pages or so. So he gives it two and a half stars. So this is probably the best review so far. Uh, or rating so far out of four. And it says, Frank Mancuso Jr., producer of Friday the 13th series, attempts a variation on the slasher flick, flick excuse me, by placing prank-oriented teenagers in a deserted island mansion where they meet violent demises. Well, not really violent, but that's okay. Because of a pending surprise twist, the murders cannot be graphically depicted. Well, that just conflicts with his last sentence, but that's okay. Uh, with director Fred Walton preferring to treat his story as a poor man's 10 little Indians. Genre fans will find this tedious going with a payoff that may not please everyone or anyone. Oh, his review doesn't make it sound like he likes it, but he gives it a bu- above average rating. I think that's what the average is for this movie is above average. I mean, the, most people will find it above average. I mean, the one good thing is the movie is not too long. The in out done for the most part. I mean, it's not an 80 minutes, eight out done in out done, no. but it's, it's exactly like what the 89 minute, 90 minute mark. Perfect length. This sequence is a little odd. Even if you're scared, we can all put ourselves into a situation that we've been in. You're going to probably know what's a real head and what's like a foam latex head, right? Thank you. I was just going to say that. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, there's a big difference. And I think there's another scene too, where uh, someone has a body part and I'm like, it, he's the way they're holding it is like, it's a piece of plastic. So, so they're going down into the well. What did they drop down there? They dropped something down there. Her flashlight. Who gives a shit? But the flashlight, <laughs> if my flashlight fell into the well, I ain't going into the well to get it. The flashlight's gone. The, <laughs> <Yeah>. the water <laughs> went. Especially it's dangerous. Wait, they're, they're on a lake. They could get, the, could get the water out of the lake if they can't get the well water. They're just going to have to and boil The well it. water doesn't look cleaner. That's for sure. I know. Yeah, but not when it has body parts in it. <laughs> I'm telling you, too. She would have smashed her head off the side of that well. Look, there's heads popping up, like floating like soup. I'm not saying that they don't look good. Okay, she's not touching them. Technically, she's not touching them yet. <laughs> but who, who floated the heads? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll buy this. It's the scene that happens later I don't buy. But, yeah, she's not touching them. However, still someone had to deploy Panic. the head, so to speak, in the sense of they were under submerged, and then they okay. like, okay, let them go, and then they pop up to the surface. Yep, yep, that's right. Yeah, there's Nan. Okay, yeah. she Look, there's a body. <laughs> Where did the body come from, Vince? Oh, that, yeah. How did Nan just kind of float up? That's yeah. true. They must have like a little like everybody like this is again. They're playing with us, the horror movie fan. At this point, we're not supposed to know the big finish. Although we watch these movies over and over, over, and over again, I guess you're just not supposed to rewatch no, this film. To watch them and forget about. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is a one and done. Jerkoff's internet show. Yeah. Or internet show. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Those um, internet shows. Like we do. Well, not even like the Friday the Thirteenth, but obviously there was no continuity. Everyone's like, it, 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 it kind of does drive me a little bit crazy. I don't find it cute. I actually do kind of find it annoying on Facebook when you read some sort of, some guy's like, hey guys, what if this is what happened and so-and-so was behind this? And, and I'm like, fuck you. I don't say it That's because I know that movie. I'll be killed in, in, in social media, but I just want to say, 
fuck you and fuck your theory. None of that happened because they weren't thinking of anything. They just wanted to make another one, churn it out, and turn a buck. And again, it's my I love the series. I'm a beloved series. But that's what they wanted to do. So let's just realize that that's what they wanted to do. Here's the phone call. That's Vince just wanted to announce it. It, it happens fairly late in the movie. I mean, we're going into the third act. There's about a half an hour, 32 minutes left in the film. So I guess that was the whole plant. He is, he's a plant. Buffy was never supposed to get that phone call. And it's supposed to be them to, again, sell the murder mystery thing. They just assume it's him going crazy. And they get verification that he's in the hospital now. So it can't be him. Right. But why would they think he... <laughs> would that why be the first they... person you thought, like, oh, shit, it's that guy that we fucked up on the, on the boat. I'd figure, no, he's in <laughs> mortal pain. Like, he's not coming back anytime soon. Oh, come I... on, crops came back. <laughs> okay. I was going to say it's Cropsy for sure. Yeah, not the day after. Yeah, but he was burned while well, they did work on But it was the best they could do. Ooh, man, I'm thinking of the music at the beginning of that. That when he's walking out, When he's walking out of the hospital. We've already done the burning. Okay, we this is the, the last review. Last review as we bring it in. This is from the Video Hounds Horror Show. Remember the Video Hound? They used to come up with big, huge books, too. Yeah, yeah. This is the one. one of them. No, two of them. I've got two of them as well. I've got the Cult Flicks and Trash Picks. And of course, that's what I have. Video I Hounds I Horror have. Show as well. He gives it one bone. Yeah. It's pretty much how many <laughs> bones Vince has got all year. Waka, waka, waka. April Fool's Day. Is Muffy St. John, Deborah Foreman, the perky little cutesy pie she appears to be? Or is she a psycho who invites her college pals for a weekend getaway at her isolated island lodge so she can bump them off? And hey, guys, they're all a bunch of blandly attractive white kids who look like they'd rather be on Melrose Place. How long does it take uh, them to start kicking the bucket? Not very. Do you care who's doing it and why? Nope, not a bit. Despite top-grade studio production values, the whole thing is an ineffective repetition of the tired, dead teenager formula. I can see where they're coming from, but I don't think it's a tired retread. I think it's playing with it. I think it's trying to have fun with it. The downfall, because of the... uh, The other review had it down pat, because of where it ends up going, they can't show the gore. That's right. why we get it at the beginning in the, the in the little gag reel. Okay, so what is everybody's getting antsy now, right? They've they've called a state of emergency, kind of like we have in Canada, and they're uh, they're all like, this guy's packed a gun. They're all packing their bags, right? They're going to we'll go supposedly wait for the the sheriff to show up. They're trying to get together just in one room. Well, that's smart. At least they, they, the, no, they, they let's split up. Break up, or they're just about to. Yeah, can you imagine if someone really lost their mind if it was, it was like an, a weekend that went wrong? It starts like shooting people because they think they're the killer. Well, I think that's good. a fail. <laughs> that would be a good sequel. Like they do it again, and then the other guy, the final girl, if you will, ends up killing everybody off one by one because she's so freaked out. This is where it gets muddy for me because there's a lot of survivors still for the final act. Like really, only three people have gone missing at this point. There's the first guy that w- went floating under the dock. Uh, yeah. Then there was the guy that got strung up uh, in the trap. Uh- and I believe the the girl Nan. with the yeah Nan is gone now too. Oh, that's right. Well, then, that's okay, you're right. So they're all accusing that this is like you know the 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 dark point in the movie where no one trusts one another and they're all just sort of questioning things and don't know what to do. But they're at least they're staying together. That's a good plan. Can we talk about her wardrobe right now, Jenny hey, or, or Kat, Kate, Kate? <laughs> wardrobe. She's wearing like uh, she's wearing like a open collared button down and and a loose tie around her neck. Oh, welcome to the late 80s. What I will say, iconic movie poster. This 
is one of the movie posters that I remember seeing when I'd go into the video store and the video box art, and I loved it. With them sitting at the table, mm-hmm. all looking, and then we see the girl standing there, her, her, her hair braided into the noose, and her holding a knife behind her back. I always thought that, that was, was a great fucking cover. Me too, and also sort of gives away the fact that it's not a male killer, but a female killer, or pseudo-killer. Oh, I was looking up uh, the re- what else Fred Walton did. You remember those uh, on those USA made-for-TV movies that would come on Sunday nights? You know, they would get mid-level stars, and he did a couple of them. Uh, the one with Gregory Hines is like a DJ called Dead Air. I just remember the ads for the that one. One called Trapped from 89 in a high-rise building, and I seem to remember that the preview for that one, too. Do you guys remember? Uh, Somehow I remember Trapped. I don't know why. I remember that, but not yeah, the, me too. Not the other yeah. one for whatever reason. They would get like one name, one or two name stars, and then make a TV movie. Usually thrillers. I love the splash dance look she's got going on right here, Nikki. <laughs> this is very easy. So everything I, I made, we made the reference to what uh, again. I'm going to call her Ginny because that's how everybody's going to know her. Was wearing right. earlier, and now now he's wearing. I dare you to try to get away with this look this today. It's like a V-neck sweater vest almost. I'm wearing that right now. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a hipster thing, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> she wearing a shirt that says Angel? Yeah, she is. Yes. Angel as in, like, the movie Angel? No, oh, that'd be way her. cool, though. <laughs> that would be. A, I love the Angel movies. So suddenly he's got a gimp mask. But this is funny. So they were all together, but they abandoned that idea to gather their stuff. I, I always try to think of what would happen if I was in this scenario. So I would be like, this is what we're doing. And if someone's like, no, that's not what we're doing, I'd be like, okay, you're on your own, and I'll go do my own thing. And I'd go pack my bag, and I'd go wait at the dock by myself. So I guess I'd get killed is where I'm going with it. Because <laughs> You get the guns, and you nail all the windows shut there. But it's my way or the highway. I know me. I, 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 at least but the I know killer's me. in the house. <laughs> Drown. Oh, this was a cheap death. She leaves for like two yeah. seconds, comes back. We're, we were just talking about Angel and the gimp mask. Comes back, and the guy's dead, but the fact that his hands are covering his dick, and then she pulls him away, and it's just like a bloody, a little bloody stump. Like, this again. There's a whole bunch of things wrong with that. He's There'd not an actor. Blood. This guy's not an actor. So in two seconds, they got to go in and go, okay, everybody's alive. Now we're going to get her. You're going to be dead. Your dick's cut off. You can't move. The guy be like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? What the hell is going on here? Just go with it. Oh, okay. Like, there's no way. And this happens within seconds of, like, she was gone for not even two minutes. Not, like, not even a minute. And she doesn't scream when whoever turns around behind her. But I guess that's it. Like, I guess he didn't have to hold his breath too long because she was going to be let into the joke uh, a minute after that. Face appliance with the gore on it. It's like, oh, it's really itchy. But no offense. If if you're going to have... I don't know why I said no offense, but if you're going to have an aftermath <laughs> death where she comes across a guy, yeah, no offense, guys, but if you're going to have, a, but if you're going to have this aftermath death, that should be the gory one. His dick and balls should have been a bloody mess, and she would have been like, "What the hell are you covered up there? What happened?" And and it'd just be like a disaster, or or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's where you put the gore in, and it's or a neck appliance, and he's not moving or something. And, yeah, and he pulls uh, the gift mask off, and his face is torn off. <laughs> Sorry, Jess, I talked right over you, but I knew that my imagery would be better than yours. <laughs> I like this newfound self confidence in you, Christian. What's that? It's only got the loudest show. mic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't sound like I've got a full case of marbles in my mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like this. So, this is the, again, how do they know they're going to find these guys, these little figurines? 
So now it's Jitty and Sleepaway Guy from uh, uh, this drives Justin crazy. I think oh, when I, he knows the names, and I'm calling them from different movies. Uh, Ken Olaf. <laughs> That doesn't drive me nuts at all, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but I love how meticulous. So Buffy's got everything down. She's got these guys like 10 little Indians again. It's like Barbie and Ken dolls. But she's even gotten to the point of having the one that's in the well with the floating heads. They don't know any of this shit. Only us, the viewers, <laughs> know this stuff. <laughs> this is the big reveal. Yeah, <laughs> the two dead in the bed. Like, again, it's cool from a fact that we've experienced this movie for the first time. But upon rewatch, none of this makes a lick of fucking sense. No. But it's fun. It's still strangely appealing. Except, Vince, you said that when you prepped for the show, you found that you didn't enjoy this as much. Correct? No. You know, I, I think it's personally, I just love Amy Steele as Ginny. So in, as her in this character annoys me a bit. That's number one. And number two is I, I remember there being more gore at the death scenes, and there isn't. It's just that whole prank part. Yeah. And they had, like you said, we had the opportunity there for at least one reveal of gore. And I, th- I don't think it would have ruined the movie or not. Like, I mean, it would have been a perfect opportunity. And he could even still half alive. And then she's like, she backs up in horror and then bumps into the person, turns around, <gasps> and then we cut. I mean, it, it, it would have been perfect. A little bit more. And they tried to remake this. Have you guys even attempted oh, to watch that one? I, I, did, I watched I, that. I, I, I ordered the original one. That's why I had. To, I wasn't going to originally get this double feature because I didn't need my boy Valentine. This was 10, 11 years ago. I just wanted the DVD, and they sent me the remake. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not even watching this. I'm sending it back. But oh. the point is, I was like, you know, I had a chance, and I just had no interest. I assume it's bad. It's horrible. It's, right, Vince? It really is. Oh, yeah. It, it's oh. the quality level of a third-rate cable station movie. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah, it's just terrible. Put it, put it this way. It makes the prom night remake, which I, I use that term very loosely. I it's even want to they, it makes that one look positively amazing. <laughs> I love the first prom Well, the first prom night's great, but the prom night remake is, is dreadful. I, I know. Saying, yeah. it's like, that's like remaking Psycho. You can't do it. They will, they will remake everything. And I say that, do whatever you want to do. As I said, it, there's certain movies that you just, you wonder why they want to. Why would you want to put yourself, like the, uh, Gordon Green or whatever that did Halloween, he's doing The Exorcist. Okay, so oh. now we got some gore. That, that was a couple of the they, dead. But they didn't show they anything. They cut it out. Why yeah. not show it? It got an R rating. You're not getting a PG-13 rating, so show it. Show it. got a PG-13, though. Your house is more violent than this. That's kind of weird. That is weird. I think Frank McCuser Jr., I think he just, people in Hollywood or the MPAA just didn't like him from maybe Friday the 13th. and just yeah, figured it's going to be like that. Because there's no way that this should have been rated R. This this could have easily been PG-13. They would have made probably even more money. The <laughs> idea of the violence and the actual, the intensity of it. Well, that was the and 80s for you, I guess. What are they just sort of looking around for at this point? Anybody. I think they're looking for Muffy, Buffy. They're looking for anything that that is alive that's not going to kill them. They could have taken a boat the whole time. Yeah, why is there a boat there? Yeah, that's actually very funny. <laughs> There's a boat just sitting there. Has that been there the whole time? Or were they? Yeah. Or, now we've got the volume low. They may have just no, made a comment about night. that. Sorry, Justin. It was lucky boat night. They won the raffle. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just showed up there. I don't think that was there earlier. But again, oh, okay. we have the volume very low, and I can't if remember. But you're absolutely right, guys. Like, oh, is this supposed to be the uncle was coming to them and he's gone? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. it's the uncle. 
I, I'm stupid here. It's fine. I mean, I just watched this last if week too, and I forgot. Oh, he's like, how come this isn't that way? How come? Okay, I don't know. How come that boat's there? You're right. <laughs> I know. I'm always right, Christian. Now maybe they wanted an R. There, there have been films that they want that R rating because yeah. in the states, it's not. It wasn't so much of a big deal because if you had an older brother or sister or a parent that could have brought you, brought you, you could have gone to see it. As if you were yeah, under you're eighteen, right. you just but need it's to rotten. Rotten. rotten whatever we didn't have that luxury here because if it was rated r here you couldn't see it unless you're over 18 i know we were the gods we were the golden gods but that's why you guys had so much more censorship because you there still was an option they because they had that option i think you guys got away with less gore and that's what they started cutting shit right down but if you had that oh, r rating it, it would have been fine and it'd be arbitrary sometimes think friday the 13th part five a new beginning was banned or censored in Ontario. Yeah, I remember that. Wow. It's happened here. I mean, Exit to Eden, which is a weirder film. That's the one with, uh, it was a comedy that came out with uh, (laughs) Rosie O'Donnell. O'Donnell She's in like uh, S&M gear. I think that was banned in like Saskatchewan or Alberta. It's a Gary Marshall film. But because it was... Abomination. I'm glad it's banned. Then. Well, it's it's a it's supposedly it's a horrible film, but they weren't they weren't banning it on the on the the merits of the film. They're banning it because S and M was deemed uh, inappropriate or something like that. I believe uh, I might so have that incorrect, but uh, it's something along those lines. And I just I remember that going. Wow, they're banning a film, and it's not because it's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> she goes full Ginny here. She's like Ginny with Paul. Paul, like this is oh, full Paul, Ginny. Paul would be a, Paul took care of business. This guy's a pussy. Well, yeah, yeah, this guy's not Paul. <laughs> he screams. Well, Paul died for all intents and purposes. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, no, no. one of the great mysteries of Friday Thirteenth. Yeah. That is, this no, is it. Uh, See, she's holding. Okay, yeah. there you go. She's holding the head. They'd be like phone latex, phone latex, phone latex, and now someone's nailing them into the house, just like you suggested. No, we like okay. Thank you. If you're out there, nail us in. We'll we'll take the we'll exactly. take the extra security. If the killer's out there nailing the windows shut, I'd be like, please continue. <laughs> like, thank you. What do you do at this point? <laughs> she looks that shit crazy though. I'll give her credit. Like she yeah. looks fully it has, like a little blue on there. <laughs> yeah, she looks crazy and zombified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this is the big finish though, right? Yeah. He screams more than she does, I think. Now, anything can go horribly wrong here. Maybe she got, found a knife. One of them did pack a gun. Yeah. Maybe they pull it out and shoot Puffy dead. Ha ha! <laughs> Joke's on you. April Fool's. See why it's a fake knife that she's holding? Because at the end, she, they switch it so the top of it goes down. But, yeah, but I'm just saying get... she's got the fake knife, but there's a lot of other blunt instruments. Candelabras, no, meant... whatever. I, I, see? And <laughs> that, you know... She shows that's a fake knife later. I'm just wondering if they switch it earlier so, like, we could see. But probably not. No. Maybe this is why I like Ginny better than her. She's not fighting back. She's just sort of like, don't hurt me. Yeah. She's not using her child psychology. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Amy Steele. I know you're a big fan probably listening to this. (laughs) You're two different characters. Kind of. Who exactly. Has, yeah. Who do you think has more eyeshadow on, Puffy or Ginny? Because <laughs> I, I, they're an argument that can be made. <laughs> a little luckier than she was in, in Friday the 13th. It's uh, how many years later? Four years later? Five years later? Yeah, four, four years, I guess. The focus, I don't like that. Uh, but I, I don't like it, but she looks crazy. 
the the upshot in oh, her yeah. there. She looked crazy, and I like that look. And and just the realization sinking in. She does a great job here of going, oh, yeah. ha, ha. Very funny, guys. This guy's doing a deck of cards. <laughs> you know what? The first time I saw this, I, yeah, I wasn't expecting this ending. It's great. I like this. Like you're, you're, She's like, you got to be kidding me. See, I think she looks great here in yeah. this shot right there. Jenny looks fantastic. She does. Jenny, before Vince fucking destroys me. <laughs> oh, my favorite, part about, my favorite part about this revelation is the boyfriend yeah he just does not stop screaming it's my yeah. favorite part and the guy steven sticks even sticks the uh the face uh appliance on him and he's still screaming <laughs> <laughs> he tries to punch him so he's in the locked in the closet he tries to punch him punches the wall the guy kisses him and he's still screaming because he doesn't know what the hell's going on uh, he's still screaming. And then the guy's, he has, he's still the guy's now peeled off. He's peeled he's off the appliance to show that it's a special effect. Stuck it to his face, and he still doesn't seem to know what's going on. And now they're all laughing at him. And now he realizes that it's over. Well, now, would you forgive your friends, or would you be fucking pissed? I'd be mad for probably a good fifteen to thirty minutes, and then I'd be like, "Okay, you guys got me. Fuck, that ah. was good. Uh, give me a drink." But I'd be pissed off for like probably fifteen thirty. Well, what if it's like the game? How pissed off would you be at that? If, if in the game, like the Michael Michael Douglas movie, yeah, that I'd be pissed. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the game. Jeez. It's a good movie. Yeah. So this is the big reveal. Now we we already talked about why they were doing this at the beginning because this is always a spoiler show. But in case we need to reiterate, Buffy, Muffy, whatever the fuck, like we've been saying, she wanted to start a bed and breakfast to keep the house flowing and keep the property. Uh, so she wanted to turn it into a, a murder mystery bed and breakfast, I guess. And so that was the whole way of doing it. So kind of a cool concept. Again, I think they could have wedged in a little bit more gore. I don't think the fake head had to fall into her lap. You know, uh, there's a few things that there's some missteps. I don't think it's a, it's abysmal. Like a lot of the reviews I read earlier kind of alluded to. I think it's playful. It's fun. But by then at that time we were getting every year, we were getting bombarded with uh, Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, those two were especially. Yeah. I think everyone, I mean, all the critics hated those and they hated any type of slasher. Mm -hmm. Very true. This is more reminiscent to like the, the, uh, the ones that came later, I think, just from a, almost it's it is self-referential, like it, it, it's mocking its own sort of genre. And I, I and but I, I maybe it didn't play it silly enough for people to get it. Or, I don't think it should have played it silly at all. I think it has. It's. I mean, that's just my opinion. I don't think it should ever go into spoof territory. It's not a comedy because it's not making a joke of the situation. The characters just happen to be kind of humorous. Yeah, the, the characters have been tricked. So if, they, if it yeah. was can't be it wouldn't it would play out more like a naked gun type of movie yeah yeah which works perfect in student bodies but yes not it's not for this everything should always be played straight i mean as far as the premise and everything otherwise what's the point of making it and i guess it's, they did but then that's what you could call the, the the this ending is it is it a cop-out uh not based on the fact that the movie's called april fool's day now right the end end when they go up after they all get pissed drunk her friend still looks pissed off at her by the way the one that about the abortion yes girl. i was telling you she yeah looks, there you go. she still looks absolutely livid which i think they're playing up so that when you get the reveal of her popping up behind her and slitting her neck 
you actually think, holy shit, is she really slitting her neck? Which it, then again, it's revealed as another April Fool's joke. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and then uh, I love when Nan becomes like one of Robert Plant's uh, Addicted to Love backup singers. When oh, she yeah. Kills. <laughs> That's great. Well, this is great, too, because if I had a severed head in my hand, like a fake severed head, that is, that I would do, I'd probably try to fake kiss it, and I'd probably pretend it's giving me head. So, uh, I mean, I can't disagree with any of the his uh, his little moves there. It's funny. I don't know about the, the, the little uh, dull winking at the camera at the end. I know uh, some people say it's the perfect ending because it's all been a big wink at the audience. So, But I, I think, okay, enough's enough. They could have just ended it after the party fade to black they could have ended it here after the second fake out with the slit neck i don't think i needed to have the jack in the box wink at me <laughs> poltergeist jack i don't box. think so exactly that would have been great this... if like the clown just pulled them through the window at the end and that was the end <laughs> <laughs> this this ending does play a little bit too long they should have cut they should have done one more edit of this or she should have just been a bit faster and this is again this is six months or so after principal photography yeah, oh, so they tagged it on. Well, maybe they yep. thought they needed to get that movie up a few more minutes because we were only at the hour and 23 mark, and it would have ended uh-huh. in the final credits. So maybe they wanted uh, to just make sure that they're getting to that hour and a half. But And bringing it back to this first moment about the jack-in-the-box monster, yeah, because which the... I never understood until this moment. Well, oh, because yeah. at the end of the day, they don't really explain it. They, they show it as this opening credit sequence that kind of haunted her but they really don't dwell upon it like am i wrong like it's not a major plot point they kind of abandoned it until now and this isn't a period movie but judging by the style of toy at that time that looks like a boglin or something (laughs) was it her uh with a guy who he the special effects guy was it was the whole family kind of like a prankster family and this is the result they think it's like that linda blair film grotesque i don't think it's like that but yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Did you guys ever see that <laughs> other movie? It was actually called April Fool's Day, but then they changed it to Slaughter High. Slaughter High, yeah, yeah, yes. Harry so, Manfredini did that. Yeah, that's very like that. Friday the Thirteenth because it's the other guy that is in charge of. Uh, so it's kind of funny. Yeah, the the financer from Boston, one of those guys. He he was buying it. Harry Manfredini did the score. It, it's more sleazy. And that was called April, April Fool's Day. Yet the other producers of Friday Thirteenth actually made it April Fool's Day. It, it's so fucking weird. Because like, I heard they bought rights to the title. They gave him hundreds of thousands of dollars for that title. So that's, this is funny. Uh, now she's all smiles again. So she popped up behind. She got her, her back. She popped up behind her uh, abortion girl, slit her neck right before the Jack in the Box popped, or right when the Jack in the Box popped, slit her neck fake, and then gives her a big kiss. Looks at the camera, looks back at her, and the Jack and Bucks now, which is a regular Jack and Bucks with the big clown in it, winks at the fucking camera and at us, the audience, and that's the end. Which is fun, and then they got this really kooky song to bring us in the final credits. Were they alluding to the fact that they were lovers or just friends at the no, end? No, just friends. You think just friends? But it's just so weird. It's such a weird fucking ending. Because she's so pissed Maybe. off at her, uh, and then they just do that. And it, 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 again, it was just a way to end the movie. I never opinion. even thought of the whole lesbian vibe. That is so weird. Well, I, I, there obviously there wasn't one. I just brought it up because Justin didn't see it either. But I just the way that she goes, oh, and then kisses her, and then looks at the looks at the camera, looks at her, and then we cut to the clown who then winks. It's. Just, I guess I'm looking at it through today's filter. You know, it could have easily. Yeah. It could have. Yeah, I get it's it. It's probably just a simple. We're friends. This is playful. I got you, bitch. And that was it. And I got you back for making me feel guilty about yeah. having an abortion. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Real effects by Martin Becker. Uh, he did the effects for Friday 13th, three through eight, I believe. I remember, it's funny because I don't remember being in all of them, but I remember being. I remember his name in eight for whatever reason. This it's it's a fun film. It's it's not. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Uh, I would have liked. You know, they could have probably placed a few gorier bits. They got severed limbs in there. I think they they missed the opportunity in that one part with the dead guy in the bed. That's it. I think that they could have definitely wedged a, a gore gory moment in there. But all in all, it's fun. I watch it every year now. I, I, it's no by no means a masterpiece, but it, it's a fun, enjoyable slasher esque. I'm assuming too that they've gotten rid of all cut footage that we can ever see. I have no idea. It's not been on any like Scream Factory release, like you know their special edition. It had no extra footage in the sense of uh, censored scenes. Not that I'm aware of, anyway. You know the fact that we can we actually saw the cut scenes from Friday Thirteenth Part Two. That's pretty. Oh, cool. that's amazing. I think that was on all of our bucket lists. Yeah, and, and I although I have, I mean, this one was never. I never even thought there'd been cut footage. Like, there's so many other ones. Like, a, a, a Friday Thirteenth Part Five would be another one that's on my list. Yeah, uh, Maximum Overdrive, yeah. stupid movie or not, I've always wanted to see that uncut kids, footage. Kids get killed in the uh, baseball down. Yeah, and there's there's a handful of more that I'm, I'm obviously. Oh, um, Dead Heat was another one that I grew up with that I really wanted yep. to see. I said like I never thought we'd see Friday Thirteenth Part Two. Like I know you mentioned and. Now we're spoiled, so I'm hoping with the hope that that is out there. I'm hoping that maybe there's some of these other films and, and the footage exists still. I'm looking hey, you know what it. I just discovered? Unless uh, you guys brought this up and I couldn't hear it, this writer Danilo Bach, what is he famous for? Writing another series of movies. Cop. Yeah, I didn't know that. What was it? He co-wrote the story for the first Beverly Hills Cop. Actually, oh, wow. all three of them. He must be credited for characters. Man. Yeah, characters. Yeah, that must been... be. Okay. I'm telling you, Encyclopedia Bill over here. <laughs> Larry Ferguson wrote the second one. I don't know who wrote the third one. Well, Justin, thank you yes. so much for joining us. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Well, I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. I don't know, Vince, with our schedules, we've been three in a row, but I know you have some busy times coming up. Vince is uh, trying to hightail it out of Dodge, so we might not be back next month, but it shouldn't be too long. It shouldn't well, that's be too very long. mysterious. Everyone's yeah. kind of like, what the fuck's going on? Is he getting in the slammer? What's going on? Yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to move or uh, so or put my place up for sale. So I'm thinking it's going to be pretty crazy the next uh, six weeks. Good luck with all that. Uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And thank you, Vince. Thank you. I always, you know, we've been much more civil. Since we've had guests, if you noticed that we've been more, so I, I, Vince is probably feeling very protected now because I always used to come down on him a lot more. He always used to get mad. He said it was always on the show. We've had guests. None of this has happened. Don't do anything like that on my account. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. No. Well, it's been really talk fun. Talk about movies and maybe, you know, talk about movies. <laughs> so, I don't know. What a novel yeah. idea, eh? You know, I, did you make a hand gesture? I could just picture a hand gesture there. You're talking about movies. You're talking, talking about, about movies. movies. <laughs> no, I'm not Italian. <laughs> anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Until the next time, take care, everybody. Good night. Peace.